Hello and welcome to Real Kevlar. Well, hello and welcome back. This is The Real Kevlar, our podcast about our bulletproof love story. Um, we're rolling out some new things tonight and hope everybody enjoys and we hope to go kind of bigger with this. But before we get into that, how you doing, babe? I'm good. What week is this? For week, us, this yeah. is week 11. Oh, we already hit 10 and I didn't make a big deal. Okay. Ah. I was like, oh, are we in double digits? And then I was like, wait, I think we already are. All right. So we have a bunch of new segments to roll out. We're also videotaping this. Hi. So that we can post different portions of it and kind of grow our brand, do our TikTok, our Instagram, and make everything a little stronger. Um, So our first segment is our updates. Yes. So what's our first update going to be about? Well, I think we just want to give everyone an update on kind of what's happened this past week, right? Right. So this past week, diet-wise, I lost 0.1 pound in a week, um, which is fine because midweek I was up like five pounds. I don't know if my water's off. I don't know what the deal is. Um, But I was still down, so I got my cheat. I didn't go as crazy with my cheat, but I still found myself eating a small pizza and a Ben and Jerry's pint. And enjoying that with Logan, who ate some of both. But um, again, good refeed. I feel a lot better. I had an amazing workout today. I'm going to be feeling that for a while. Um, How's it going for you? I lost 1.6 pounds. Okay, so just under target. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have, I think we have 58 days left, which is just over eight weeks. Yeah. So exciting stuff. I mean, I, I've seen changes in my body that I'm excited about. I've, I've felt changes. I feel a thousand times better than I did was a, and then when I was at 280 or 320. Um, yeah, so that's going good. I'm not too bored with the diet yet. The cheat days are definitely helping me. I had like an NSV, non-scale victory. Which is what? Well, when I was shopping today, I mean, it was so rainy and cloudy today. So it's basically like you know, sweatshirt and yoga pants and whatever. But I noticed like how loose the uh, bottom, I guess you could say, I was going to say waist or whatever um, of this sweatshirt that I'm wearing was, it wasn't like stuck to my hips. It was just like swaying around. So that was exciting. (laughs) That's good. Well, I feel a change in confidence. That's Um, good. That's like the biggest thing I feel like to feel that is like amazing. Right. You took the boys for a haircut. I was basically in my underwear for (laughs) middle of my workout until after I ate breakfast. So I'm, I'm feeling myself feeling pretty good. Uh, what else, what else happened? Something, I feel like something big happened in our lives or someone close to our lives that we talked about, but I can't remember what we got a new family member. Right. But we don't want to, well, they did post it online. They did. Well, We'll just leave it at this. My brother had a healthy baby, and mom and baby are doing amazing, and we don't want to overshare the news, but everything came out really great. We're excited to go up and meet the little one. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, we're pumped for it. We're happy for you. We're happy for you, Frank. We're happy for you, Joanna, and little one. We're we're happy for you, too. (laughs) Um, It was interesting because- I was right. My brother was really kind of holding things back as he was waiting to tell the right people and make sure everything was in order. So he didn't tell us the gender right away. So we were all kind of freaking out. Um, It was like little Easter eggs. It was like a very uh, 
and I came trickled up, reveal, and I was dying. My first thought was like, it'd be really, really funny if my brother were to be like, if you want to find out the baby's gender so bad, you change the next diaper. That that's hilarious. That would be funny. That would Among be other yeah. Things, but, I know. Um, but yeah, everything went great there, so we're happy for them. So yeah. So what else is is new in our world? We got Logan had his first soccer game. Oh yeah, and the he little killer had two goals. Two goals. So proud of him. He's six, and he spent maybe ten percent of the time actually focused on the ball. <laughs> so scoring two goals and ten percent of a twenty-four minute game yeah. is pretty outstanding. Um, his coach uh, likes to say that they're soccer because I don't know what the ages are that range, maybe four or five to like seven, you would think, like seeing his team, right? Um, and he basically likes to say this is unorganized chaos at its best. And it, it truly is. He, I mean, he's a great coach. The kids, I, they all drive really well, but it is so true. Right. The truest statement that has ever been said. So as a, a former coach of an evaluator of talent, I guess, as I've been in some recruiting worlds, um, watching my kid play and trying to take my bias out of it. Logan's not the greatest soccer player on the team. There are some kids there that have some skill, but Logan, when he wanted to be, was probably the fastest to the ball. Oh, he was fast. He he was blazing when he was not running away and running to his friends to scream and make monster noises on the field. Um, and there was a couple of elbows thrown. He knocked a couple guys down. So I think overall physicality and speed and strength, I think he's up there. I mean, and he's he also, undersized, but he also was like cheering his teammate on really well. Like, you know, <laughs> he's when he's running teammate, behind the kid saying, go. Yeah. Cause the goal, well, cause they had the ball. So, I mean, I just think all around he did a very good job. I think good balance. I mean, he wasn't there. No. Yeah. I, I okay. Well, I wouldn't say he, good job because again, 10% oh of the game, God. he actually paid attention to he's the game. Six. Yeah, but other kids were paying more. Attention okay, let's than him. just let's anyway. just say Kevin was keeping stats. Oh, I kept score. They lost six to five, so, so no sprinkles for this loser. <laughs> oh but he did have two goals, so we we had to dap him up. He did that. a great job. He did a great job. Um, we also got a certificate in the mail because his artwork, which we'll have to grab and display one time, mm-hmm. his artwork. He drew this polar bear that made it to um, an art show in in the county. Um, it made it to the school district calendar and now it went to another art show where they showed off pictures of his work and he got like a governmental certificate or government certificate so our little artist is making waves at that i guess yeah um i mean it looks it It is really it's way better than i thought it would be coming out of a kindergarten class no it's adorable yeah but and then the last of him proud of the boy right he's a good kid last update we have we start. We finally cracked into starting getting ready for the yard sale. I mean, we've we've said it a couple of times already. Away. Yeah, that we're doing it, and we're like, oh no, it's not two weeks. It's like a three month, weeks three away, weeks away. Something like that. I mean, we decided we were going to do this over the summer, right. and we're like, oh, we have plenty of time. Like, if we just occasionally put things aside, we'll be like set. We'll have to, you know a bunch of stuff. We'll it'll be great, successful. Yeah, it's like right around the corner, basically, and we have to go through a lot of stuff because. I mean, one, we want to just declutter, but we know we have a lot of decent stuff in here. We just don't use it. So it's like, you know, going through and sorting. What are we selling in the yard sale? What are we just chucking? Then the other hurdle, once we get through all that, is like organizing to price it out or display it or whatever. Like my head is spinning a bit, but. So we kind of picked a room in our house and we attacked it and we cleaned out and then we decluttered. We trashed a bunch of stuff. We recycled some things. 
Um, we moved a bunch of stuff to a pile to be sold. We moved some stuff to where they should be. And we finally have a gigantic laundry room. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big. There were boxes in our laundry room in our basement that had been there since the day we moved in, which were coming up on three years in December. So let's just. I'm sure we're not the only ones, but it's nice to get a room. And now we have like a, a starting hub. That like as we do other rooms, we can use that room to organize and then put things away. So yeah, it, it's a good start. Yeah, we're we're making a dent slowly but surely, but we better hurry up. <laughs> yeah, because the problem at three weeks away, it's like three week. I mean, our weeks are so busy. All right, so now moving on to like the meat of what we want to try and change about our podcast. So we've talked about us a lot, um, probably too much. Probably some of you have gotten pretty bored with it. Um, we will continue <laughs> to talk about us some, um, but we want to kind of reshape this thing to help other people. Um, we want to grow our, our brand into, I mean, neither of us would admit to being perfect. You are, but no. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I do think we have an amazing relationship that we can share. Um, I think we got really lucky to find each other. And I think our advice in this chapter might help some other people who are in a tough time. Um, at the end of the day, not everyone's meant to stick it out. And, and I do believe that <clears throat> cutting something off before it gets to be too much could be valuable. But if you just have frustrations or concerns or questions, then that's kind of what we want to head off in. And, and yeah. neither of us are certified in anything yet. Maybe someday we'll, we'll transition and make something like that happen. Um, but this next segment, we're going to be calling Arming Your Relationship. Yeah. And like he said, we are not experts although he thinks we are, we are in our in our relationship of our relationship but i mean we're not experts and we're not here to say that like whatever we say works or is the way but just to talk through things i think would be good and then i mean again this could probably certain components could probably apply to just relationships in general friendships actually significant others like family relationship like a lot of different levels right so just get to it. All right. So I found an article that had uh, 15 most common relationship problems. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is we'll bring up the topic. We'll talk about um, what things we would do to make that topic better. Um, so what we kind of have experienced in, in our relationship and what we've seen and heard from and kind of talk about it and see if we can help people offer advice that that's out there. So number one, communication. So positive communication is important. Communication is important across the board. Um, do you want to start on this one? I was hoping you would. Okay. Communication. <laughs> I mean. Not a big deal. See, we're communicating. We should have probably talked about that beforehand, but we can communicate on the fly. It's all right. Um, again, communication is super important. I mean, just understanding like what you want out of certain times and, and yeah. not necessarily being direct, but trying to read the room. And kind of getting understanding, like uh, we've been together forever, but at the same time, like you can tell when somebody's bothered. When, well, when I was, ask you, are mm-hmm. you okay? And you do the fine. I know you're not fine. Uh, and I know there's a thing that like, that's how women respond and, and there's memes about it and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I get it, but it's seeing through what's right in front of you. And, and, and instead of accepting the easy answer, you look deeper and try and find the context and use that to strengthen what your understanding is. Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking with communication. I think you and I communicate well. I think there's always room for improvement, of course, but 
I would think that we don't necessarily communicate first and foremost. We sometimes communicate in other ways instead of words, like body language, like you're saying, like we can sense or we can tell the reality, but we're not quite ready to like say it. And then we eventually will break it down and talk about it. So like, I don't know. I mean, and and again, reading into the context, like you can tell, like if I've had a bad day or if I'm frustrated with something like you'll check in and, and sometimes maybe you'll check in a little too much, but even then you kind of get an understanding that like, I just need time to get back to a a positive mindset. I need time to kind of forget about what I was dealing with and, and move forward. Yeah. Like I will say, are you okay? A lot, maybe too often on those times where I can tell where you're not, but I know you don't want to talk about it yet. But I just, the fact that I asked like multiple times is because I want you to know that like, I recognize what's going on. I'm just checking on you. Basically, I'm here when you're ready to like talk about it, but I'll give you your space. But every now and then I'll just, you okay? Like to just like do another check in and I don't know. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you just need to navigate through. And again, like I said, we can even improve on it. It's something that can always be improved upon, but it is a critical part. You just have to navigate and figure out the best way of communication that works for your relationship. Number two, arguments. Again, this is something that is important to to be respectful about. Um, we don't argue a whole lot, but but early on, we would struggle to to have that confrontation because we were I mean, I was always super concerned about her feelings and, and kind of taking t- things too far. Um, I mean, we would have simple arguments and, and get frustrated. And instead of voicing our words, we text each other <laughs> just because it's easier to put it that way. Um, and, and with the understanding that text can be misunderstood very easily, but we were sitting in the same room, which it sounds childish, but that's kind of how we got through the early ones. And, and now we, yeah, when we were like younger, yeah, now we can just kind of sit back and, and with the understanding that we're, we're respectful towards one another, that we can have arguments and they don't have to get heated. They can be more of a, a conversational, but kind of explaining where it, our thought process and what we're thinking during that time. Mm -hmm. I'll let you do number three. Staying close. Um, I mean, this could mean a lot of different things, but I would say more recently what we're trying to do like actively is have, and we've talked about this already have those date nights, whether we actually can get a sitter or have someone in town from family that's visiting so we can actually, you know, escape for a little bit. Or if it's just the movie night here where like once the kids are in bed, we make sure that, you know, we spend that time together. I think that's really important. I would say if you look at your relationship and what matters to you most or what are things that you really enjoy doing, And if you're in the time like us where you're kind of struggling to find that time, pick like one or two things that are really important to you and try to figure out how to do them. So like I would say for us, one of the most important things is just spending time together, which I know that's so general and generic. Like some people like hiking. Some people like doing certain activities. We like spending time together. However we do that like is fine. So I think just finding different ways to do it, easier ways Versus not, like I said, you know, the movie night or if we like play cards and have some drinks or whatever in the house, like just being intentional 
about having dedicated time together. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Like, especially with the hustle and bustle of like work and all the stuff during the week, it's like, even if it's one night a week, if you dedicate the time, that's most important. And I, and I think the pursuit of a strong friendship and relationship is important. Yeah. And it's not easy and you have to dedicate time to it, but it is super important. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, you have to find a day a week. And, and even if that's just putting the kids to bed and, and committing to an hour of watching a TV show or a movie together or mm-hmm. playing a card game or doing something where you can spend that time together, it's worth the commitment. It's worth the time. It has to be done. Yeah. Um, moving on. Number four, intimacy. We won't get into this too much because this is a family show and we try and keep some things <laughs> private. I mean, we're both very private people in general. Yeah. We, we don't like we to share a whole We are not PDA people. Um, but again, something that's super important for any strong relationship, any strong marriage, um, make, make time to be romantic, make time for, for all the things. Yeah. Now I'm actually curious about your thought on this. Because this is something I've heard on like other podcasts and sometimes it works for certain relationships. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. To me, it'd be a little, well, I don't want to say my thoughts yet. I want to get your thoughts. Some people schedule intimate time. What do you think about that? Um, Is that weird? Like they put on the calendar? Mm Mm-hmm. That's or they do like they put a little secret symbol on the well, calendar. Well, no, it's so. either they like put it on the calendar, basically. In other words, I don't know if they actually write it down, but you know what I mean? They like schedule it. Or if they have, you know, a date night every other week or something where they actually have a sitter and get out of the house, like they, it's guaranteed that it's also that night. I think that's, again, it's listen, it's doesn't, it's yeah. not authentic. Uh, yeah, again, it works for certain people and that's fine. So I, I don't mean this judgmentally, but I am glad that you agree from like our perspective because I would think that would be weird. Well, my Our life doesn't revolve around that. I know. So to be like, it's got to happen but this many people, times, to be punitive about it is, is, is wrong. But the thing is, is that some people feel and agree with what we're saying. Like it's an important part, right? So they want to make sure that they're keeping up with the important parts of, I don't know. I was just curious. Go ahead. All right. Number five. It's your turn. You're doing odds now. Infidelity? I wouldn't even know what to say about this one. I mean, you can't do it. I mean, yeah, but like and and there's not much more to say about that. And there's really no no thought. Like a lot and, and here's one. So a lot of people talk about like, oh, if if this celebrity Oh, the hall pass or whatever. Oh, can I get a hall pass for that? I don't have one. I don't have a, a celebrity that I would use a hall pass for. You're my celebrity. Like I, I don't have Thanks, the babe. the images of the perfect person because to me you are. And I mean, when I was a kid, I crushed on famous people. Like I get it, but I, I don't want to pursue that anymore because I've I've pursued what I got, and mm-hmm. and I want you. Thanks. I don't know. I don't like the. I know. I don't. All past talking. I don't like that either. But I mean, teach their own, I guess. All right. Six. We ready to move on? Yeah. No. Money. So this is a tough one um, because money is the root of all evil. Um, I mean, you yeah, see things it's all a the big time. problem for some people. 
about people with their prenuptial agreements and um, having separate bank accounts and secret accounts and things like that. Um, if you can't be honest and open about money, then you can't really be open and honest to your person, your, your mm -hmm. significant other. Um, money can be the thing that brings you down, but it also can be a huge unifier to, to consolidate your, your debts and consolidate your accounts and, and kind of put everything on out there is to me is, is a big symbol of unity and, and mm -hmm. your relationship. I agree. Um, and we definitely couldn't have the life we have without sharing those things. And I definitely wouldn't, I mean, if I was single, even though like, let's say I had the salary I have now when I was single, I mean, not having kids and not having like to spend money on things like that. Like I would probably have all the nice things in the world, but I would be super loaded with debt because I would continue buying all the nice things and mm -hmm. spend it all selfishly. Um, and even then there were times when it was like, with just one salary, it wasn't enough for us to keep our, the thing, the way we were living up and running. Mm -hmm. I mean, we first moved down here on just my salary and that yeah. only lasted a month, but looking back, that was insane. <laughs> we risked it all and, and we lucked out. So We did. Look where we are now. Anything else on money? I mean, I would just say, again, it, we're not one size fits all here, right? So, like, things that we do or things that we say or things that we think of is not what we're pushing on anyone and, else. There's different ways people, to do this. For some people, the separate account things work for yeah. them. And, and, again, that, that comes with an understanding and agreement that, this is why we do this and, and that and the, that conversation needs to happen as to explaining why. Yeah. And that's so and the trust needs to be there. Well, and that's what I'll say. So we know I know of a couple of people who do like so obviously our accounts are totally joint. Like we everything's unified for us. And that's part of like what we agree and want. And again, that's like a thing for us. I know other people that have multiple accounts, more so one as like a master main one for the bills, right? Of like home and all of that stuff that's essentially shared. But then there are separate accounts as well for just whatever type of spending. And then this way you don't really have to answer to anyone. And that's fine, right? Like, and again, that works for a lot of people. What I would say if you do that, and again, this is like totally kind of an outsider uh, thought or recommendation and I'm, I'm not in it. So maybe this is not the best thing to say. But if you do set that up, make sure that it's not going to be a competition of every time you go out to eat or every time you do something, who's paying and keeping tabs because I could see that being, you know, a spiral as a conflict as well. It works for a lot of people. It wouldn't work for us. No, it wouldn't. My account would be at zero. Right. And yours would be a much better place. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, and we know that and we recognize that and that's why we don't do that. But I'm just saying if, if you're in a position where you haven't set it up yet or you're trying to figure out what to set up and you want to go that route, great, do it. But like, just be mindful and communicate that together up front. Like if you foresee that it could potentially be like a keeping tab situation, maybe that's not the best approach. So I don't know. There's just a lot of things to consider there. All right. Number seven is you. Why are you giving me all the, I can't think of examples for these. Yeah. I mean, all right, <laughs> let's trauma. just talk about them together. Okay. Well, I'm doing all the talking if I'm reading them. Trauma. So <laughs> this could be anything from a, a death in the family, which we experienced early, early in our relationship when we were just kids dating. Um, when yeah. my dad passed and, and just the support and, and 
the appropriate amount of space that was given and all of those things are, are, I mean, you played it all very well, but those things are all a balance. And, and again, that, that trust and that kind of, um, sense you have when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm laying into it too much. Let's change the topic. And we're, we're talking about this too much. Let's change the topic. Um, but then there's mm-hmm. even like less aggressive traumas in your life where you might have a, a conflict with somebody at home, at, not at home because I'm talking about us, but you might have a <laughs> conflict that, with somebody at work or a conflict somewhere or mm-hmm. something that's much, much smaller on the scale of trauma. I'm, I wouldn't really consider traumatic, but that's something that could impact you longer than a couple of days. And it's something that, again, you kind of get a feeling for how they respond to it. And, and you, you bring it up when you feel like it's, it's something that they're ready to discuss or you wait for them to bring it up. I mean, there, again, it's kind of a touch and go subject, but, um, really the biggest thing is just to show support. I was just going to say, it's also like you're saying the scale of like something little to something drastic, right? There are things or scenarios that happen and you may not understand or even see why it affects another person and again this could be we're not just talking relationship here like partnership like even friendships right like there could be something that happened to someone that you know and they take it and they're dealing with it at a level that you can't even comprehend for like if it were to happen to you but it's the not judging and just fully supporting even if you can't totally put yourself in the shoes of how they're experiencing it and to just like recognize that they're dealing with it the way that they are and you're there for them. And that, I think that's a big piece too. All right, moving on. The next one, showing Showing gratitude. gratitude. I guess you want to take that one. Well, no, I just think this is another really important piece to a relationship. And again, this is something that I think is, it doesn't have to be said every time. There's other ways to show your gratitude. No, I am. I mean, I think honestly, when I've taken the tests for the love languages or whatever, mine is like acts of service. They can be large things. They can be small things. It can be, I mean, it's just the fact that like, you register that someone thought about you and did something with that intention of like, you know, caring for you and loving you. It's just, I don't know. I love that stuff. And I mean, from a friendship level, if you have a friend that's having a rough day, if you send them a quick Venmo for a coffee, like there's things like that, right? Where you can just show gratitude, appreciate that they're a great friend for you and like, just kind of give them like, you know, a pat on the back or a thumbs up. And then it could be something I'm trying to think of like things that we've done. Of course, now I'm like blanking. What? I don't show you enough gratitude. You don't show me enough. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just like, I was thinking about something I've done for you and I'm like, blanking. I mean, it's, it's as simple as like tonight when we finished dinner, I took your dish. Oh yeah. I didn't ask. It's not like I was cleaning the kitchen. I was just like, I'll grab that. And I'm yeah. sure that's in return for something else you did for me earlier. Like it's yeah. just kind of a, I wouldn't say it's the expectation. There's not the formality of saying thank you. It's just, I'll do this, you do that. And we kind of just trade off. That's, that's how the relationship. And builds. even like going to the store and just like, if you didn't ask for a certain thing or if, even if you don't necessarily need it or whatever, but I know you like it and I'd grab it. Or if you did that for me, like, it's just, again, it's the fact that you realize that they took 
an extra second to think of you and do that for you, it's it means so much more than like the second that it took to do it. All right, number nine. Children. Children. Children can bring about a lot of drama in a relationship. They can definitely be a a, a divisor for some. Um, I think a big important thing is whether it's planned or not, as I mean, you got nine months, nine, nine plus months to prepare for that baby to come. So during that time is when discussions needs to happen about what the plan is um, and, and not so much just to plan that day, but the plan for that, that kid's future and, and kind of what your parenting styles are and bounce them off one another so that you see that they mesh and you can compromise then instead of waiting for the time to come. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> our parenting styles are a little different. They are. And that's um, even like the talking ahead of time. There's going to be instances that pop up that you don't think about. Yeah, you never would have prepared for. for. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, go ahead. Uh, sorry. No, you're fine. I I was just going to say, and this is something that you and I feel, and again, it's not for everybody, but we value our relationship. And I, I don't know if I can say this out loud because, like, you strongly believe it. And I ultimately do agree, but I don't I'll think I've ever said it. I'll put you over them kids any day of the week. Yeah. Obviously, I will protect those kids with my life. They are my my children. I'll do anything for them. Yeah. But you're the queen of see, this See, you house. knew exactly what I was saying. I but I think – And, and these I, boys I, will see that and respect that. And they yeah. will also understand that we can't do that to mommy because she's got daddy as a backup and – well, and here's the thing. I agree with you in that. It's hard for me to say that, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think why we feel that way and, you know, it's where did our family start with you and I? So our foundation, if you think of our family as a house, we are the foundation. If we crumble, the rest of the house is crumbling and our family is crumbling. So we ultimately have to stay close so there are instances yeah, but we're not forcing it like there are no. some there are some people out there who just aren't destined to be together they're just yeah. not a good couple and and even then great co-parenting relationships can happen oh yeah and sometimes it's even better to separate instead of force it's so right? much better for the kids and, and, that and everybody's aspect. a case-by-case case issue yeah so it's kind of hard for us to sit here and, and explain it but again i think when it comes to children having a plan and and talking about things as they hit or as it's coming up that that's yeah I mean, there's things that you and I discuss like on the daily now where we don't always like see eye to eye, but we just kind of like navigate through it and we just, you know, figure it out. But yeah. All right. Number 10, keeping things exciting. <sighs> do we do that? I mean, we have two monsters <laughs> at ages six and two that keep everything exciting. We have yeah. a dog that likes to poop all over the house and that keeps things exciting. She only did it like <sighs> one, uh, twice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but again, it's there's little surprises that we talked about. It's, I mean, during the pandemic when we were bored out of our minds, remember, remember the date night that we acted? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got creative and we had a date night and we acted as if it was our first date, not like our first date, like when we were 14, like we Wait. met for the first time. I went outside, knocked on the front door, and we had a date night in. And we pretended the whole time just to see how it yeah. would go and, and try something new. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, this domino effects off of like the staying close and the giving gratitude. And it's like, it can be so little, but it can just do so much. So be intentional with it is what it is. Battling over chores. Mm. 
Chores are fun. You love doing chores, so I just let you do it. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean there there's certain things that like there's again trade-offs. There's there's a shared um understanding for certain things like have you ever mowed the grass before? No. No. Which that's the thing. And I don't I feel like you hate this, but there are certain things that I think there are, are certain things that is my expectation yeah. and there's certain things that are your expectation. Yeah. And, and then we but trade that works off for when, us when, because right. it's and how then when it comes time it. to do dishes or laundry or cooking, we, we share yeah. those responsibilities. Yeah. And sometimes one of us is busy or not feeling up to it. And we look at each other and we go, all right, I guess it's my turn this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And some things like I'm just a, sometimes I'm just a disgusting human being and I don't clean as much as, po- as, as you like things cleaned and um, you'll jump on it and, and take care of it and, and, Probably without you, this house would be a mess. And I'd be like, all right, I guess it's time to clean after a couple months. But you keep, <laughs> oh my me, God. You keep me clean and I appreciate that. Well, good. <laughs> the next one is trust. Mm. I mean, there, I've seen people who battle over like trusting with a cell phone. Yeah. Or like the laptop. Like, I'll hand you my phone. I don't care. You can but look that's... through all my messages. I have nothing to hide. Um, and that's the thing. And again, I mean, we've been together for so long and we don't necessarily have a reason to not trust each other. So, and I know that sometimes can stem from like previous relationships, right? Like, so some people get into a new relationship, there's no need to not trust, but just from the history, you just automatically feel that. But I don't know, like we each have each other's phone passwords. Do we ever actually use each other's phones or like look at them? No. Only when like mine's on the charger and I need to no. write myself a note, I'll grab your phone. But it's like, the fact that we willingly have the open door to it or we have the keys or whatever, like that in itself is like, okay, like why, if, if I can have that, then what's the, like, I don't know. All right. We're getting towards the end. Safety. No. I mean. Do I provide a safe household for you? Yeah. You are literally my safe space and you know that you literally are. I mean, that's kind of like, and it's much bigger than just physical safety. I think emotional safety. No, that's what I'm saying. You literally are my safe space. I mean, I'll provide physical safety to you for sure. I don't know how much you could help me, but (laughs) sorry. It's okay. I mean, you're an excellent (laughs) spotter when 585 is above. Well, there you go. So I can do something. Um, Like that emotional safety. Like there's things that I've admitted to you and said to you that yeah. I would never say to another human being. And there's just that again, trust, but there's that, that safe feeling that safety blanket where it's like, I, I can be different with you. And, and I yeah. know that, and that came with what 19 years of us building this relationship. And, and was it true right away? No, it took some time. It, it took some, it, it really took some, some blind faith and it took some. Well, and it kind of stems with communication too. Right. If you can actually open up and talk like, I don't know, as crazy as I'll feel sometimes or as repetitive as I feel sometimes or whatever, like I feel like I can say the things to you or talk to you about the things to you because you're the safe space. Like, I don't know. And even, you know, when when I was walking down the aisle, which I think we talked about before, where I was nervous about tripping on my dress, everyone thought I was terrified because I looked absolutely terrified. But yeah, your mom always says the second I locked eyes with you, got to you, like was able to hold your hand and then was like with you, 
my shoulders dropped. I was like totally relaxed and like almost like a different person. And that I think is so, it's so fascinating that that's how it looked to everyone because that is how I feel. Like I'm able to just be safe and relaxed with you. Life changing goals, or I guess changing life goals sort of thing. So, I mean, we're kind of doing that lately with with me changing jobs, stepping down from football and, and kind of figuring out what I want to do next. Um, and you've been super supportive. And, and I mean, you, you've asked questions to kind of help me probe and find out where I want to go next and what my next move is. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's all about support. Yeah. And as you look at different opportunities and wonder what what the future holds for you, I mean, we're only 33 years old, so things could be totally different for us in 10 years. And as we look at the future, we don't know what is coming. And, and again, the support and, and knowing that I'm with you till the end and you're with me, it's it's easy to make those, those riskier decisions and those things that might not pan out but seem to be the better one. I mean, what was your second job when you moved down here? My second job? Yeah, after AJA. Oh, when I was the event manager for the winery. So, I mean, I, you were looking at that job as a possibility and you were like really interested. Because I thought it was my dream. And, and, I, <laughs> and we pushed you. I pushed you and you pushed yourself to go to go for that dream and see if that's what, what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the schedule and, and kind of wasn't all cracked up that you wanted it to be. So, you looked elsewhere and you moved on to where you're at now. and. Yeah. Again, just seeing you kind of attack your dreams is motivating and and being there to support you and, and help you and it's it's been fun. Um but also it kinda makes me look at other opportunities too. Like, do I really want to do this? Well, let's go for it now. I got some I, I got a good backbone to stand up with and if this is the wrong choice, you'll be there to support me when I have to re recorrect my course. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And the last mm. one, same fight, different day. <laughs> so to me, this looks like somebody that's spiteful that just kind of keeps throwing stuff in your face yeah. um, and, and bringing up the little things. I mean, that's something that you don't do. And, and it's, I mean, it, I don't know. Well, I, so I actually heard about this on a podcast before where they said, and it kind of is, relative to like relationships or like you know i don't know fighting over chores right like i feel like that's a common thing money or chores is like a big thing and being spiteful maybe not saying it but like thinking like i always do x he never does x or whatever it may be i mean it sounds like those people just need to have a, a good argument and kind you of just, air out their, their well yeah i mean you need to talk about it but i did hear on a podcast like uh forever ago and it was so I mean, if you think about it, it's so true. If you are looking at negative things or if you're so harping over, like, you know, this one thing, all you will find is negative things. So if you're pissed because, you know, he has never, like, washed a dish and you're always washing a dish, every single thing he doesn't do, you're going to just, like, be pissed about. Like, oh, he should have taken the trash out today, but he took it out you know, just before the trash truck came the next morning, like you're just going to spiral and look at all the negative things. 
And then it's just going to become ridiculous. So if you actually are intentional and you maybe try to spin it, and yes, maybe you're frustrated over the one thing. So one, talk about it. But if you start to look at the positive things and look at all the good things that this person is doing, maybe they're not even realizing that they're doing something that's pissing you off, right? It's just like, I don't know, to pull yourself out so it's not the same fight every day. Talk about it and also try to recognize the things that you're thankful for or that they do do versus looking at all the things that they don't do. Because then that's just going to, I don't know, it's like a rocky slope, I feel like. All right. So that's the end of our segment, Arming Your Relationship, and the article that we found called 15 Most Common Relationship Problems. I feel like we gave a pretty good insight and in, in our viewpoint of it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a piece of what we're going to be doing moving forward. Not that exact thing, but we'll find new articles and hopefully get some questions lobbied at us from followers and, and listeners and mm-hmm. we'll help solve some problems, answer some questions and, and help some relationships that need it. Mm-hmm. Closures. So again, if you're interested, feel free to send us some scenarios, even if it's something that you've survived and you're like, I did this exactly right for our relationship, throw it our way and, and maybe we could take a shot at it and offer it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we'd like um, to hear what you did that worked too. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the general sense of our podcast is we want to grow it into a relationship building thing or relationship repairing, or again, we're not therapists, so it's not like we're out here to fix everybody and, and offer everything we can to everybody. We just want to talk about it and, and offer some solutions and kind of attack it from our angle. Just giving our two cents and not even that it has to be problems, but just like, how to enhance and grow even a relationship, right? Like you have a good foundation, but it's like you just feel stuck in the day-to-day, which let's be honest, we feel like that sometimes too. Um, So closing us out, um, we're working on a bunch of things. Again, we're working on this. We're working on our segments. We're working on setting up a better space than this, um, (laughs) especially since we're going to hopefully start recording some video-wise. Um, we're targeting us. We have a spot in our house. We're going to start setting up and getting ready for that. We're going to get some better equipment, which this mic has been great, but we're, we're going to kind of spruce things up a bit. You don't want to be super close to me to share a mic anymore. (laughs) Um, I'm also, we're also talking about other possibilities and other shows that we could get involved in. Um, but we really want to hit the ground running and and we've kind of done something pretty good with this so far. So we want to grow this one first and do the right thing by it. Um, where can the people find us at the real Kevlar on Instagram and soon to be TikTok? I mean, we exist, we're just crickets right now. Yeah, hopefully, we can put together some of this material this week. We can pop some videos off of here. Um, yeah, so that's that's where we stand. Next week, we'll bring in some more solutions to some more problems. Um, maybe we bring in guests again in the future, but we don't know exactly what if. I was just going to say, if you have either feedback to share or, um, you know, something you want advice on, or if you're sharing something that you did that worked out successfully, just DM us on Instagram and that's where we will filter through everything for right now. We may do an email inbox at some point, but Instagram for now. Right. Well, all right. I think that's it to close out our episode today. My wonderful wife here. Is gonna sing the alphabet song backwards. Bye.